Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, worship, worship team. Thank you so much. We're so blessed. So blessed. We're so blessed as a people to glorify God and praise him and have the freedom to do so. We are just so blessed in him. And thank you, worship team, for what you do. Praise the Lord. And thank you for being here today. Today is a day of celebration. Today is a day where people are saying, I'm going all in. And we're going to have an all-in baptism this morning. I want to preach this for a few moments. I promise you, I, I, don't, I don't have alarm. On Wednesday nights, I have a little alarm on the phone, but I didn't, I didn't, my phone's in the office, so I don't have an alarm to let me know when time is up. We try to be prompt. But I want to encourage you to go next door when we close this portion and go next door to go and celebrate and witness a wonderful time where people are saying and going all in with Jesus and going to serve him. It's a outward expression of an inward experience in God. That's what baptism is. Baptism is quite radical. Water baptism is a nuisance. Yeah. In the flesh, it's a nuisance. How many here like to get fully clothed, get in water, get dunked into it, come out of it, and then have to fix your hair? Some of you might find your hair floating out there in the water. I don't know. I've never had to tell someone, be sure and make sure your toupee is good and secure. Yeah, that would be quite scary. What's well, scary is something floating on the water. No. And we joke about it because it's commonplace in the church. It's biblical. We exercise it. We do it. Because it's in the word of God. It's so important part of our faith walk in Christ. Jesus, you know, our vision is, is all in, going all in, all in. We've had various sermons and lessons teaching last Sunday. Our minister of music did an exceptional job on all in worship. Our assistant pastor preached a wonderful message on all in hearing other people going to be preaching it's because I believe it's a vision for us now to go all in don't you know don't you think it's time that we just quit being part-time and be full-time you got that way in your life didn't you do you remember when you used to work part-time if you are now that's okay it's because you can and that's your option to do it but you know I remember when I was a teenager I worked part time it wasn't because I wanted to but because the law said at my age I couldn't work but so many hours I had to be part time and I realized as I got older I couldn't live as being sole income just living part time and working part time and if I worked part time and was, had to make a living by it that meant I had to get more than one part time job to try and find a full-time opportunity. Let me tell you, you realize you couldn't make it on part-time. How do we expect that we can make it in victorious walk with Christ, making our relationship with him being part-time? It just don't work. How do we expect to be a full-time disciple when we're only attending the house of God of training and teaching part-time? It just won't work, my friend. Make up your mind. Be intentional. I know sometimes you got to work, and I just, I just hate excuses. 
I, you know, and I also, I hated that the world set where people had to be at work during church time, and that's okay. But make sure that you have a reason not to be here and that you don't have an excuse. Had an old pastor tell me one time, what's the difference between a reason and an excuse? He said, well, a reason is a good reason, is a good purpose, justified reason, but an excuse is a reason stuffed with a lie. I thought, wow, that's strong here. An excuse is a reason stuffed with a lie. So just think about that, you know. Oh, I'll say it with a smile because I'm not coming down on you. I just want to, hey, this is a time to go all in with God. We're seeing some things happening. We're getting past, past pandemic. We're moving. I know it's still, I know there's a germ. I know there's a virus and it's still happening. People suffered by it. But I believe God is looking for his people and ready to pour out his presence. Not on part-timers, but those who are all in. Can I get an amen out of that? Another old preacher said that, he said, I'll never forget it. W.W. Snuffer said it. He preached, he actually was from here, but I just like that name. I like saying that, W.W. Snuffer. Can you imagine growing up as a kid? Oh, how you doing there, W.W. Snuffer? Hey, Snuffer, come over here, you know. But he, but he said one time, he says, only things that are precious have a price. And our relationship with Christ is precious. It, it has a price. Jesus gave himself for our salvation. He gave his all. Why wouldn't we want to follow after him? As a matter of fact, I think he gave his instruction to follow after him. Let's take up a cross and follow him. All right, let's, let's go here. I, I just want to tell you this morning, Jesus went all in with his mission and purpose. Father, we just lift your hands, folks. Let's just agree together in the word. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just now receive your word. Holy Spirit, speak to us and teach us, inform us, inspire us, anoint us. In Jesus' name I ask it, Father. Amen. Amen. Jesus went all in with his mission and purpose, leaving the glory of heaven to enter this world in a humble way, born in poverty and in obscurity in a stable in Bethlehem, growing up in difficult conditions, battling the oppression of the Romans, and the strict rules developed by the religious leaders of the day. No doubt working hard in his earthly father's business of carpentry. Jesus' life wasn't a piece of cake. Jesus' life had challenged, but he went all in with his mission and his purpose. He worked hard in the earthly father's business, his earthly father's business of carpentry, then later, he was willing to step forward and face the ridicule and criticism of spiritual leaders to go all in to his true father's business to bring salvation to everyone who will believe. Jesus went all in in his mission and his purpose. He went to the Jordan River to stand in line with others who were repentant, who had decided they needed God in their life. In Matthew 3, 
chapter, chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John to the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Wow, whenever you decide to do the will of God, there's an us to that. It's not just you. It's you and God. For us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a struggle going on here. A struggle with this. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. You know, heresies have been around for a long time, and the heresies of false teaching something contrary to God's truth. There's heresies today. There are some heresies both from the early church days to today that teach that Jesus was a sinner like everyone else up to the point of his baptism. And when the Spirit descended, that's when Jesus took on his divine nature. They even go as far as to say that you too can become divine like Jesus. If Jesus was a sinner like everyone else and he became divine through baptism and we can too, then we don't need God's intervention. We, we have this thinking in mind that we become like him and that we become divine at the moment of baptism. Well, how do we deal with such heresy? We deal with it because you just quote the fact that the Bible says in Matthew chapter 1, it says that a child who's going to be born to you shall be called Emmanuel, which is God with us. At the onslaught, at the beginning, before Jesus came to earth, he was God. He's a son of God. He was divine then, divine throughout his life, he was 100% God, 100% man. But praise God that he was God then. He was God from the very beginning, even from the testimony of the angel Gabriel who said to Mary, this holy child. He's holy at the very beginning. There's no change at the moment of that baptism. And the flesh as the scripture says in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh. The flesh did not become the Word. You see it? But the Word became flesh, dwelled among us. It wasn't the flesh going to the Word, but 
uh, being transformed and turned to divinity from flesh to the word, but he was the word at the beginning. He's the word then. He's the word now. He's the final word further down the road. He is the word forevermore. He reigns supreme. He's divine God who had no beginning, who has always been God, and God who is alive today for you and I. He is God. Now, I'm not going anti-trendy here. There is God the Father. God the Son and God the Holy Spirit but the three make up one and I'm just telling you Jesus is God and that's allowable he's the Son of God he's God so the question then is why is Jesus being baptized for the forgiveness of sins if he wasn't a sinner I want you to hear some of this uh, it was revolutionary to me when it came to me I want you to hear this. You see, in the scripture, John was concerned that if Christ did this, standing in line, oh, let me tell you, maybe I could title the message Jesus in line. Are you standing in line with Jesus? But John was concerned about Christ. He said, you know, why are you doing, why are you coming here? He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, portraying this image here of the repentant and you're coming here like you're going to, you know, like everybody else. And I need to be baptized by you. And he didn't like the optics. Boy, today is all about optics, isn't it? Image. I'm so sick of image. It's almost I feel like we bow down to a great big idol. All about image, all about pics, all about videos, all about what we see, all about seeing this and that and all that. But John, he was worried. He said, wait a minute, here's these people lined up. They're repentant. They need to get baptized. And they repented to God, but here you are. You're the Messiah. You're the Lord. And you're here. I'm concerned about the optics here, Jesus. I'm, I'm concerned everybody's going to think that you're just like everybody else. And... And, but Jesus corrected him. Jesus, Jesus, you know, Jesus turned it around. He turned it around the other way, and this is what he said. But John, this is what God has asked righteous people to do, and I'll do it because I do everything that is required by God. Now, did you catch it there? You aren't baptized because the sin that is living in you no, you're baptized because it is God's righteousness that is living in you. And this is the way we proclaim that to the world. That when you go to the baptismal tank, now you don't go because of a repentant sinner. You go standing there in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You've already been born again. You've already been given righteousness. And now it's testimony time. That's how it works. That's why Jesus was baptized, because he was righteous. Like the old saying is, you go down a dry center, you'll come up a wet one. Righteousness occurs before, and testimony happens afterwards. You remember that, that when you go and you're baptized, when people are baptized in the New Testament, in the covenant with Christ, that they're not getting baptized because they need a washing away of their sins. 
They're baptized because now they can stand in the place of righteousness and believe that the Heavenly Father will send the Holy Spirit to bless and say, this is my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. Oh, we're on the other side, you know. We're on the other side, you know. Old, and now we're in new. Now listen, that was hard for me to do. This is old, but now we're in new. I'm feeling the anointing. This was old, but now we're in new. This was works, and now it's testimony. Hallelujah, there's a difference there. Works, you're trying to get there. Testimony says, I'm already there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. Somebody must be praying for me. Somebody must be sensing the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost. Unction power. I may limp away afterwards, but right now I feel God's power and his touch, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're wondering what's wrong with me. I got to have a hip replacement. It hasn't come yet. They got it on order. I tried to get on eBay, but, you know, nobody was giving one away <laughs> or selling one. Yeah, yeah, someone told me to go to Jiffy Lube. <laughs> I tried putting a grease fitting here, but it still doesn't work either. And the doctor can use a needle this long, and it still don't work. So eventually he says, you know, you got the bad hip. I said, you know what? <laughs> You're right. We're going to do something about that. I said, good. But what am I going to do in the meanwhile? I'm going to tell people of Christ. I'm going to preach to the day I die, and I'll testify the fact of his glorious righteousness. My righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. But when Jesus, I stepped into his righteousness, I became whole. I became white and pure and holy because I become like Jesus Christ has forgiven me. He says, son, I'll give you my righteousness. You don't have to hang on to your righteousness, but I'll give you mine. That's exciting. Hallelujah. I told you it's going to be short. I'm trying, and I will. I just want you to grab, grab that truth because it thrilled my heart. I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why would John the Baptist fight it out with Jesus about getting baptized? He's worried about the optics. Jesus, no, no, no. It is also about the optics. He said, I'm righteous. And those who follow after me and believe in me, they're righteous too. And they need to be baptized as a testimony. You go down in the water and disappear. Then you come up symbolically, a new life in Jesus Christ. Symbolically, that person you used to be went under, and the new you is up walking around. Not because you're in the water, but because you're all in Jesus. Romans 6 and 4 says, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, but just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Hallelujah. You said, what about Acts 2 and 38? What about Acts 2 and 38? Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. 
3,000 people were saved out in the streets on the day of Pentecost after the Holy Ghost had fell. And sure enough, Jesus said, then you shall be witnesses unto me. And he said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. And so there's Peter preaching. Preaching to them. And they believed and 3,000 were added to the church that day. What a birthing. What a great church start. 3,000 souls saved in the city of Jerusalem. But then this is his message. When he told them, you crucified Jesus. You put him on the cross. And then they cried out and said, what should we do? How can we? They were convicted in their hearts in Acts chapter 2. In Acts 38, then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Now the Jews believed in God the Father. They believed in Holy Spirit, but they did not believe Messiah had come. So therefore, they needed priority to believe in faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Or else there would have been confusion out in the street. They would say, well, I've already been baptized in the Father. I've already been baptized in the Spirit. Or in the name of Spirit, change. In the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God. But they said, in the name of Jesus Christ. Then let me go on. Every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. How many here remember in, in the United States Post Office there used to be wanted posters put up? I don't know if they still do that. I guess the internet changed that. Maybe they put it on internet. I don't really look for crooks. I'm not dog the bounty hunter. Uh, that's an old one too. But. but they used to put up posters with pictures of people. And above it would say, wanted for robbery. Wanted for and You know, you name it, it's there. The wanted posters, what they're wanted for larceny. Wanted for, for murder. Now, we all knew when we looked at that, we knew that the United States Post Office is not looking for someone so they can murder them, so that they might rob them, so they might embezzle them or do a crime against them. They're wanted because of. And the four in Acts chapter 2 is read that Every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ because of the remission of sins. You've been saved. You believe. Sin's been removed. Now be baptized. That's the method, my friends. For your testimony. Why? Because Jesus thought the optics was important and the, and the, and the service and the obligation or the intention was important and he knew that if a person were baptized in water the world would see it the person getting baptized would ex certainly experience something different and would certainly be saying Lord this is not comfortable for me I'm I'm scared of water I hope the preacher don't drop me I'm going to look funny and ugly when I come up. The clothing's going to sag, baggy and wet. I'm going to be wet all over. I put a lot of 
hair product in my hair and now it's going to be ruined. People are going to see me at my most humblest state. In my most humblest state. But let me tell you, he that humbles himself shall be exalted. And in your humble state, you'll be, you won't be any more prettier than what you are at that moment. You won't be any more glorious than what you are at that moment because you said, Lord, I'm going all in for you. And the new man is going to be symbolically walking out and going to be walking in the Lord Jesus Christ. You walk in with the Lord as you go in the tank and you walk out with the Lord when you walk out. The Lord's with you. And I want you to know, I praise God for those of you who say, you know what, I ain't doing this for the church. I ain't doing this for my mama. I ain't doing this for my daddy. I ain't doing this for this and that or family. I'm doing it because I believe in Jesus. And Landon in his youngest age, he'll tell you it's for Jesus. Five years old, one get baptized. Five years ago, okay, now you get me in detail, and I'm not good on reading, you know how good I am on that. But five years ago today, he was, he was dedicated to the Lord. Isn't that something? And then today, baptism, he wants to get baptized in water. Oh, you say, that's awfully young. Why would they all be filled with the Holy Ghost at five and six and seven years old? Why do we have to be gray-haired before we finally obey God and receive the fullness of the Lord? You talk about a change in elementary school, it'll change because the children going in there full of the Spirit will invade that environment and whatever they're trying to say will be interrupted by the presence of God. What do you, now, what do you think God gives the Holy Ghost to us anyway? So we might do, have something to do in the church service? No. Jesus said at the beginning that you may be witnesses. You may have a boldness that you might witness. So I just, I don't know, I think it's the Lord speaking here. I want to encourage you. Those of you who have been baptized in water, you've been baptized in water, just seek to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Baptized in the Holy Ghost. Baptized in the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you, it works. When I was 11 years old, God filled me with the Holy Ghost. When I was 12 years old, I was on, in a bus ministry helping. When I was 13 years old, I was teaching. Why? Because there was something in me, the Holy Ghost had moved in me, and I realized God wanted to use me. Do you know what's wrong with the, what the problem is with our younger generation? Mom and Dad, I'd love to say this, I won't. I won't. It's you. No, I just want to say that because we always pick on the kids. You know, those kids, those teens, you know. But you know what would be the remedy of it all? Jesus be the Lord of all. The kingdoms of my heart and my home and children finding the Lord Jesus Christ at a young age. Amen. Praise the Lord. It works. I was marked to live a life of addiction. I was marked to possibly be led in a path of alternative lifestyle because there were attacks. I did not realize in my youth 
And now I realize in my age now that there were those trying to lure me into that, but then the Lord said, the Holy Ghost set up the obstacle. Did you know that? A man who was trying to lure me into his lifestyle because he was going to teach me how to drive, and I wanted to drive. But you know what got in the way? The Holy Ghost got in the way. Because every time he tried to talk, I kept talking about the Lord. I kept talking about Jesus Christ and talking about the Lord and full of the Holy Ghost and keep telling him, have you ever been, God ever touched you, whatever. And you know what? I, I remember this stuff now because I'm just older. <laughs> and I laugh at that, but I'm older. And I look back and I see God, the Holy Ghost was setting a buffer, working, working. I praise God for that. It's not about my testimony time. It's about the testimony of all those others today going to get baptized. Going to get baptized. I want you to pray with me right now. I want all the saints to pray. Come on, saints, pray. Let's seek the Lord. This is a spiritual moment. I'm going to ask you right now while you're in the audience here, maybe you're, you've come to celebrate a baptism of a loved one. But the Lord's speaking to you, saying, and asking you about your relationship with him. And that today could be the day that you make a decision to all be all in for God. You may not know everything. You may not understand everything. But I will tell you, God will teach you and he'll help you. And he's the greatest person to ever be in your life. If you'll just put your trust in him. But right now, while saints are praying, is there anybody in the house to say, you know, preacher, I need Jesus in my life. I want to be all in with him. I'm tired of what I've been doing and what's in my life. I need a transformation. I need a change. I need salvation. I need Jesus. I want you just to lift your hand up quickly. Just raise it up. God speaking your heart. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, there's three. God bless you. Now, this is what I want you to do right there at your seat. Now, do this. The Lord will not refuse you. Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ for trying to lie right now. The Lord will not refuse you. He'll receive you right now. Won't everybody just stand with me? I want everybody to pray this prayer and most of all, those of you who raised your hand, you've made a confession, you're reaching out to the Lord and God saw your hand more than me or anyone else. And I want you to pray this prayer and let it come from your heart. Are you ready? Saints, are you still praying? Are you still seeking for atmosphere of the Holy Spirit? Pray this prayer, everyone, out loud, especially you who raised your hand. Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me Cleanse me of my sins. I need you in my life. I'm tired of the old way. I'm ready for the new way. Jesus, be Lord of my life. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And that you rose from the dead. And you're looking out after me now. I receive you in Jesus' name. Oh, my goodness. Will you give the Lord a clap offering of praise?
Those of you who raise your hand, when we close and we go next door, I want you, uh, Deborah's going to come. We've got a little book for you to help you as a devotional to grow in the Lord. And I'm telling you, this church would love you if you come here. But if you're going to church somewhere else and your family, go to church. Serve the Lord. Because we're all about the kingdom. It's not about a local church, but the kingdom of heaven. But go to church. Be with that family. As a matter of fact, go and tell your family what you just did. Call them up if they're not here. That mom or grandma been praying for you. Say, hey, guess what happened to me today? I went to church and I asked Jesus in my heart, in my life. And I'm walking in the new life in Jesus' name. Do that. Do that. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will bless you. We have these books. I'll be up here waiting for you. Those who raise your hand, please come up to me. I want to I I shake your hand. I want to welcome you in the family of God. Welcome you, encourage you, and I want I want to be I want to be Facebook friends with you if we ain't already. Or I want you to message me. I want us to connect. I want to encourage you in God. God bless you, buddy. You're getting baptized today too, aren't you? So okay, if I say a little bit of your testimony, yeah. or you want to say, you want me to? This fella here came yesterday. We had a great time in the men's fellowship yesterday. And, man, that was, it was a guy day. Never seen so much chili in my life. There were nine entries for a chili contest. And the, and the judges, <laughs> they ate breakfast. They ate lunch for breakfast. And when they come in, they judge. First thing, I had to eat all these chilies. But it was great. But this young man came. And you know what? He's in, he's in recovery right now. He's in recovery. Isn't that wonderful? And he told us yesterday he goes to another church, but he just feels so much he wants to get baptized today. And the thing is, he 